0: Boys to Cinemen episode 13. 13. Episode 13. 13 episodes of glory. Yes. Uh, hope you're well, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. This week, as promised, a move away from the blockbuster realm and into world cinema for the first time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Excited about this one.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, we saw the film together. Mm. Uh, the film, of course, being The Beasts. <laughs> yeah. Quite an experience, wasn't it, actually? Yeah. I know it's sort of a bit of a A trite and perhaps naff way to open things off but I think it really was yeah it was I mean yeah
1: won't give too much away but tension was palpable in that auditorium
0: yes yeah it was palpitation inducing yeah sure definitely as the crux of the film is about a sort of a culture divide or an ideological divide within a cultural divide. Yeah, yeah. I thought we'd kick off this week's episode with a discussion around films that tackle similar themes and ideas. Yeah. The discussion will take us through a menagerie of films across Ooh. many eras. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, leading to the film itself. We were sort of saying before, um, it's probably the first time in a while, on, and I'm not sure if this is sort of like a detriment to the films we've discussed more recently, but where we'll actually have a good chunk of the podcast reserved for the actual film. Yeah, I
1: think so, yeah. It's it's it was it's been quite tricky to especially with last week's film, it's been really tricky to like think of much at all to say about them. Yeah. Not, that's not to kind of de- devalue that uh the 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 work of the people that made it, but um yeah, it's a lot easier to sort of sink your teeth into as as it's called in Ooh, Spain. Very nice. <laughs> I've done my research again. You have, again. you
0: have. He's done it. He's done it. <laughs> Such as uh, Spanish for the Beasts. <laughs> right then. Uh, I see no reason why we shouldn't just get straight into it. Nice. Questing the Cinematic Line. So in an effort to sort of uh, preface the film with the usual thematic discourse to you're used to instead of boys to cinnamon <laughs> we thought it'd be good to sort of kick off the discussion with uh and good old natter about films that explore the clashing of different cultures as that is one of the central themes yeah um i mean there are so many themes in the beast that are handled really really well yeah um so we tried to sort of pick a few films that in some ways will sort of reflect some of the conflict within it yeah uh, and also Films that have their own legacy with their own sort of when wrestling with similar issues, yeah, yeah. I'll let you start. Oh, all right,
1: then. What do I start on? Um, I think I'm gonna start by discussing straw dogs. Straw dogs, I think he's going in big, yeah. I was gonna say bait, I do want to talk about bait, but uh, and bait is well, different in a lot of ways, but
0: also similar in, in its setting, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Which is strange, I still find that strange about the strange thing about straw dogs,
1: yeah, straight, it's really odd. Um I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, it's been a while since I've seen it, but the main kind of culture clash is not necessarily a nationality, although obviously he's American, isn't he? The, the main character is from the States. But more of a sort of lifestyle clash.
0: Would you say that's fair? I think so. I was thinking quite a lot about Straw Dogs because a few of the sort of reviews that I read about the beasts sort of directly address mm. the similarities in, in lots of ways and I think yeah. one of the key ways of the similarities is you're right in that lifestyle difference yeah, chiefly yeah. in uh, you know the sense that uh, Dustin Hoffman's character in Straw Dogs is like very academic yes yeah uh, very sort of aware of the sort of socio-cultural changes that are going through in the world and, yeah, and yeah that sort of directly impacts his own behavior yeah and the way he deals with confrontation and difficult situations yeah, yeah. um and it's sort of set against this isolated Cornish town. Yeah, uh, doesn't doesn't do Cornish people any favours this film necessarily. No, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't portray them that accurately. No, I would say no. no. Uh, you I, know, I think the film sort of relies on the idea, or perhaps the sort of falsely attributed idea that in these rural, distant communities, there perhaps isn't that access, the same levels of access to that. To, to high quality education or yeah, yeah. Or that sort of socio-cultural awareness of what's going on around you or indeed the will or desire mm. to want to do those things which is something that's explored in the beasts oh as yeah well. yeah completely um we're gonna keep saying that a lot it's like in the beasts. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but um obviously that's a, a, a you know there's a lot of area for critique and discussion in that because that's not necessarily always a fair depiction of that sort of lifestyle but for the sake of discussing the film i think that's how peckinpah sets that battle up between the culturally informed academically aware individual from a distant land yeah coming to a place that's you know traditional values Mm. um and with those traditional values ideas about you know male-centered patriarchal um environment yeah yeah and how about those things slowly sort of you know, grind on each other, and then obviously descends into full bore horror. Yeah, yeah. Some difficult scenes at the
1: end of that film. Yeah, um, yeah I always thought like the the relationship with with his wife was always interesting as well. Like I always got the the impression that she'd sort of married his intellect, and right. then simultaneously sort of started to resent that decision that yeah, she had okay. made. And also, like, is it her friends at the beginning are like? Quite baffled by the fact that she's gone off with this fellow. Yeah, yeah. And there's that. There's another kind of divide there, isn't there? That they feel a little bit like confronted by the fact that she's sort of chosen someone clearly massively outside their realm of people. Yeah, their frame of reference. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Which, and then yeah, so that sets up the kind of theme of uh, a, div- a division of ideology that yeah. then only gets worse as the film kind of not, yeah. not worse per se, but like. It just it kind of explores it a lot deeper. Yeah, I I need to rewatch Straw, Straw Dogs. I remember it being quite a grind. But, it uh, is.
0: I mean, it, I think Peck and Parr's films tend to be. I mean, yeah. there's a couple, perhaps, aside from the Ballad of Cable Hogue, which I think is the only f- sort of Peck and Parr film that, from the top of my head, that isn't explicitly violent. He, you know, he, violence is his bread and butter. It's how he communicates the themes and ideas in his films. Yeah. I think in Straw Dogs absolutely takes centre stage here. Mm, yeah. Violence as an idea of um, being necess- like a necessity to, yeah. to, to, to mankind. It's this residual desire within that in the right circumstances will unleash itself. And it's almost like primal urge yeah. to prove yourself through violence. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, and I, I I think that's always going to be one of the more troubling aspects of the film because obviously there's going to be different readings of that depending on your stance I guess on the psychological studies around violence and it's how you know essential a part is to the human condition but it's something that Peckinpah is very very good at handling I mean irrespective of how you feel about it I mean if you think about something like um, uh, the Wild Bunch his western you know he uses violence to sort of almost challenge directly challenge the Hollywood idea of what the west was you know he he has characters that are horrible that they you know do horrible things and the violence is really unflinching for the time yeah, yeah and that's to sort of unmask the the great um illusion that i think many people had about the wild west being this place of discovery and fixed moral sort of parameters and yeah yeah you know i think he's really good for it i mean his his background is of someone who was known being quite quiet and reserved but had bouts of rage himself he was yeah. not he could be a very prickly fella he's quite a troubled guy yeah he really was yeah even on the set of
1: this film as well i think yeah he'd previously been kind of um called out for his behavior on the previous film he made so he had to go to england apparently and that was why he Um... ended up making straw dogs was because of like yeah sort of even back then like he developed a bit of a reputation for being quite reckless and Having like issues with surrounding sort of alcoholism and stuff like that. So. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. I know
0: he served in the Second War in in the Japanese theater of a the conflict. Oh right. So I okay. think that sculpted a lot of his, yeah. Not only the, some of the attitudes towards violence in his films, uh, but also perhaps the issues that he that dogged him his whole life. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I like Straw Dogs. I think it's uh, I mean, it's again, it's not enjoyable. No. And the obviously the 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 sexual assault scene is. Uh, drawn a lot of fierce debate um, and yeah. in, in the way it's depicted, and um, the way, particularly, that Dustin Hoffman's character's wife responds initially to the start of it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wouldn't begrudge anyone for having a very, very strong <laughs> and negative view of that, but, yeah. I, you know, I feel that Peck and pa is a little bit cleverer than I think people give him credit for in terms of the way he, he, he handles these themes and ideas. Yeah, okay. Despite yeah. his clear personal demons and despite his willingness to use violence so explicitly in his films I just think there is a a bit more going on with him than Mm. some of the criticism necessarily acknowledges however you know with things like that you have to expect people are going to might not like it and I completely understand the (laughs) that. (laughs) oh Christ yeah definitely but you know it's a really interesting film about that divide about he comes you know Dustin Hoffman's character comes into that world with the best intentions but you know, he hasn't really thought about how his conduct and the way he, he behaves might actually rub people up the wrong way. Yeah, no, that's true. You know, we, you know, you hear so many stories about people, you know, intellectuals or people that have like a broader understanding of the world, yeah. coming into these sort of rural spaces and trying to sort of instigate change, which yeah. is a huge theme in beasts. Yep, definitely. Yeah, and that's the third time I think. <laughs> but you know, it's you know people often don't really realise that actually that could be quite insulting and quite, you know, you're not just going to do away with hundreds of years of tradition tradition and and, and identity just by trying to use fact or reason. It's not always as straightforward as that. Which I think the film handles that quite quietly, but it bubbles away underneath to the point then you get the the violence, the aforementioned violence. Yeah, yeah. I always think, like, I mean, with both Straw Dogs and The
1: Beasts, it handles the, the notion that doesn't matter how clever you are you're not going to necessarily understand people no Uh, and especially people from like a different cultural background Mm. that that doesn't it doesn't grant you the right to sort of be or act superior and act like an almost like an invading army with your kind of bold new strategy that you think is
0: going to change everything it just doesn't work that way yeah. yeah. I mean obviously the way that they respond to him isn't very nice either. I you know I don't think it justifies the resulting behavior by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> even when this sort of it starts off as jibing and bullying a little bit doesn't it and yeah. Um and his resistance to that is perhaps built over you know his his own sort of anxieties and spinelessness and yeah. And yeah. It really explores that that residual horror within. It's you know it's a, it's definitely worth a go uh, but you know it's it's not an enjoyable film to no. watch necessarily. Yeah. I think I think we should stay in Cornwall actually since Ooh, we're since right. since we yeah. uh, since we're already here yeah, yeah, it's obviously a place that for both of us has got a lot of we have a lot of reverence for having yes. studied there. it not crossed my mind at all to mention bait but it makes perfect sense in this in around this topic so go for it. Completely yeah, I think what where
1: bait is interesting in the context of this discussion is the fact that it sort of swapped it swaps round so it's more from the perspective uh, of the of the existing um inhabitants of a certain place again like a cornish fishing village in this case and it's not kind of come from the outsider's perspective uh, it's from the locals perspective i mean it does offer both opinions definitely the, the way it explores its themes is a lot, a lot more exploring existing traditions and not taking into account the the progression as necessarily something you should get behind whereas right. i think with with the beasts definitely it, it kind of you, you are sort of on his side i feel like because you spent you know he's you know the main character and one yeah. is you're sort of with him but yeah it's just flipped on his head with um, with bait both sides of the coin are merited
0: I think yeah, I, I I think you're right in sort of the, the way the film prioritizes the the Cornish perspective in the sense that obviously Cornwall is a very desirable holiday destination in England, and mm. I think that's something to be shared and enjoyed. But it's the point of the movie is that there are people that are monetizing it who aren't necessarily a part of those communities. Yes, and yeah. that obviously has ramifications for those communities because then the money doesn't circulate within the local area. Yes. So yeah. you're getting people from London who are coming buying second homes. Mm. You know, it's 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 an issue that's covered quite extensively, you know, in the news fairly recently, wasn't it? Yeah, this idea yeah. about second home ownership and um and and how it's obviously damaging local communities a great deal and I think the release of bait was quite timely within that context. Yeah. It's the idea that, yeah, people sh- should be able to come and enjoy these things, but what's the real cost of doing that? Yeah, definitely. And how much is it impacting these communities that people want to come and see? You know, they yeah. want to come and see these communities. They want to see the sort of fusty Cornish locals and, yeah, the, yeah. and the pubs and the, and the seagulls and the boats coming into port. Yeah, But they don't want it necessarily on anything other than their own terms. Yes, They want yeah. to view it from the sort of quiet warmth of their well-decorated <laughs> converted cottage, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's you know I've stayed in plenty of airbnbs in that area and I, that, you know you can you can understand I think and I think you know, you can, yeah. Well, part of the problem obviously <laughs> but um you know and I really think the film portrays that not battle but that sort of the conversion of villages into almost theme parks i yeah, guess would, yeah would be. yeah yeah because it, it's
1: almost like like you say you're sort of on a ride when you you're just kind of passing by mm. and, and gulping and or yeah. at least that's how certainly how it's portrayed in bait is that the these sort of the outsiders are kind of gawping at it they're kind of finding it
0: fascinating without yeah
1: without generating a local economy in 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 any real
0: way and uh, alienating the people as well making them feel that they can't mm. you know the, the, you know it, it deprives them of their agency and robs them of their heritage a little bit if you mm. people are coming in buying up houses that people in these villages probably knew the owners of you know it's like yeah yeah it must be a really difficult thing to to navigate particularly as if you are sort of half reliant on that that aspect to supplement your economy and keep you going it's, yeah it, the way the film handles it i think you're right there's a there's i think the film is overtly supportive of the the cornish argument but mm. i think there is a perhaps more nuanced approach than yeah oh I, definitely i think it probably more he's sort of more aware of that on the second watch maybe i don't know I, there's a mutual hostility yeah, in yeah. the movie, which I think is really a really fascinating element of the movie. Mm. Whilst I am definitely more on the side of the locals in this in this particular instance, I oh, think, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it it must be really hard for them to sort of reconcile with the fact that these snooty Londoners, these sharp nosed Londoners who turn up and just treat, you know, their community like, like, like you say, like a theme park. Yeah, It must yeah. be hard for them to, to, to sort of stomach that. Um, oh, man, yeah. So, but, you know, I see what you're getting coming up. It, it, it was off. just,
1: a, there was like a slight peppering of that
0: yeah. idea in there that, that made it more
1: interesting. Which is I admirable, think. I yeah, think, particularly definitely. as, you
0: know, the film is from a Cornishman. Yeah, <laughs> so, completely. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's interesting that he considers that point of view. Mm. Um, I'm going to move away from Cornwall now. No. We've got to, I'm I'm got Petrol. <laughs> haven't got enough petrol to get away from Cornwall. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to uh, America, Lulu Wang's film, The Farewell. Okay. Now, I know you haven't seen it, but... No. So the film is predominantly from an Asian American perspective. So it, it focuses on this divide between uh, Eastern and Western culture okay. and how that divide is present within an individual that is... Obviously, their family, her family is from the East, yep. but is obviously... You know, been around and fully adopted a large part of Western cultures and ideas and traditions around lots of different things. Yeah, one yeah. of which being mortality, which ends up being the central theme of the film. As the lead character is told that the basically the matriarch of the family, the yeah. Nan, the grandma, or affectionately known in Mandarin as Nai Nai, yeah. um, is ill. Okay, she has cancer and she hasn't got you know she hasn't got that long to go. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, she, against her family with family's wishes, she goes over to China. And then she's confronted by this whole, wholly different way of dealing with it. In the sense that all of her family tell her that she, uh, her, her tests were fine and she was absolutely fine. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. what what happens to the character at that point is is that she's forced to she sort of wrestles with these two, you know, conflicting approaches to how different cultures would deal yeah. with what is a really difficult and heartbreaking situation to deal with okay yeah, yeah and as the film goes on she has sort of debates and arguments of various members with her family but there's one particular scene that really addresses that country divide is when she um i think it's her uncle she speaks to you know he sort of acknowledge acknowledges that the approach that she's coming from is a western view which is more sort of individualistic okay so you know in, in western culture you probably would never see anyone lying to someone about their cancer diagnosis because no, no, it's a more no. individual thing it's like you need to know this whereas in, yeah. in uh, eastern culture it's a way of the whole family shouldering and dealing with the burden of losing someone really important to them okay Interesting. and the film presents both angles with real sensitivity yeah and yeah. it's sort of this understanding that you know and she sort of initially she sort of blunders in like, no i'm going to And there's many opportunities where you think she's going to tell her right yeah and um it sort of never transpires. Um, I won't say too much, I don't want to ruin it because I don't know if you have actually seen it or indeed anyone listening hasn't seen it. I really recommend it because it was a film that really snuck up on me in terms of that. And it wasn't because I had any preconception to think it wouldn't, it was just yeah. sometimes you sit in the cinema and you, and you know you really aren't ready to be hit as hard as you end up being hit. Yeah, and yeah. As much as you end up being hit. Wow. Um, But, you know, this idea that it isn't healthy to go around the world assuming that your perspective and your worldview is the best way and the definitive way to deal with even the most complex and tricky situations. Okay, yeah. You know, the idea that the Western perspective is the perspective is, of course, you know... is is bollocks, you know? And the way the film explored that in a very sensitive, in a sensitive manner was, had me thinking a lot about that Mm. and how I perceive other cultures and the things that they do, which I really wouldn't get or understand. My frame of reference, everything I've been taught, everything I've learned is completely different. Of course, it doesn't demonise that Western perspective because the film is about that experience, about being caught in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So it's really sensitive and a really great film. Oh man, I like it.
1: That sounds fascinating. I do need to watch that. I mean, I love the idea that it explores uh, a sort of cultural divide which doesn't get touched on a lot like usually it's you know things like customs and things like maybe even food and yeah yeah and at societal attitudes towards each other and like based on intellect but never is it about things like death and mortality family yeah yeah yeah. that's that sounds brilliant if some reason reminded me of um it actually isn't a film so we're going slightly off topic briefly there's a bit in have you seen Dope Sick? It's like a sort of um, No, I haven't it's like a mini no. series. It's good. Um but there's a moment where basically this farmer this sort of big pharma company struggling to sell the idea of painkillers in Germany and they find like after really just, like grappling with this task for ages, they're finally told, just like people in that part of the world just deal with pain. <laughs> That's part of their culture, is they're part of their culture to to just deal with pain and not try and suppress it, try and actually accept it oh wow yeah yeah So it's, it's bizarre to me and yeah there's quite a big theme in that show is that uh, basically it's effectively morphine what they're selling under the guise of o- it's oxycontin right But it's, okay. it's an opiate and uh, it's doing really well in america not doing so well in europe <laughs> and they're struggling to see why that is and it's apparent, apparently it's because wow. in europe uh, people the, the attitudes towards pain is just different and Similar to what you were saying about uh, the East and the West's attitude towards death and mortality and things like that. It's just, yeah, just popped into my head. Fascinating.
0: No, yeah, it's a great movie. I really recommend it. Yeah, Lulu Wang. I think she's working on a TV show at the moment. Oh, uh, cool. Um, awesome. So we'll see how, we get, how she gets on with that. But ah, um, nice. yeah, a great a great debut from her. I'm going to go sort of now, we're going to go back a few decades now. We're going to stay with a sort of American film yeah.
1: deliverance okay yes john borman john borman great yeah. movie yeah i
0: think uh we're sort of diving around lots of different films and ideas here yeah we're returning to a sort of violent territory yeah now, yeah. yeah we've just gone from the yeah, really sort of like you know funny and sweet mediation on cultural difference to <laughs> you know, squeal piggy squeal so. boy, yeah, yeah. yeah squeal <laughs> piggy yeah. yeah you know another film that is a, is about this sort of another kind of divide you know a divide in the same country, you know, mm, the United yeah. States obviously a huge, vast country, but in the way you know, the film portrays the difference between you know, the civilized man, quotation marks, in the, yeah, yeah. the cities with the big job, the high flyer, yeah, and, and the deep south and how they perceive the deep south as something yeah. to be conquered. Oh, it's almost yeah. like you know, they're going, it's like a, a sort of trial of masculinity for some, yeah, yeah. or even like an avenue of business for others, this sort of untouched, uh, unmolested landscape it's, yeah. you know there's the there are resources to be mined and mm. things to be destroyed in the pursuit of whatever it is they're trying to find Can't really yeah remember exactly whilst i've seen it but i think that's one of the fascinating elements of that film is the the sort of environmental element and also the cultural element that is explicit in that film in terms of the inhabitants of the deep south yeah these people that live this off-grid lifestyle and the people that come from a, a world far removed yeah man I, I I what I think Deliverance does really well is
1: captures that feeling you get when you're in an unfamiliar place and you're surrounded by something that you you don't either you don't understand or you how ha- or you think you understand mm. and find frightening mm. so a good example of that in another film is like you know a bit of American wealth in London when they go into that pub yeah, yeah it's, it's just reversed yeah, it? yeah yeah it's the same feeling you are just like, you know it's dread and and yeah that la- lack of true understanding of the people and the uh, and the environment that surrounds you it, it can be really frightening and deliverance does such a
0: great job of just like nailing that yeah, and, and yeah. exploring how that can lead to a rational and troubling behavior in its own way yeah yeah obviously you know the film's presentation of again perhaps not the most fanciful portrayal <laughs> <laughs> no. Of people from the deep south, although you know there are only really two people from that who really make it diff- make that betrayal difficult, and it's obviously a, within Some the bad eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know it, it is another scene with sexual assault, another film yeah. from that era, another um, fa- famous scene yeah, as well. Almost yeah. the import like Straw Dogs, that you know the, sec- the the sequence of sexual assault almost yeah. dominated everything else completely.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's quite a. Not that long a scene. I do. I mean, that and the banjo thing. The oh, the dueling. banjo scenes, great yeah, though. Yeah, that's that's really so good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I still sort of hum that at work without even realizing. Oh, really? And people join in. It's really weird. It's from from, from Deliverance. Yeah, who knew that
0: that could that part could have such a cultural impact? There you go. It also again touches on that idea of. I think it's more, perhaps more intentional, and and the characters are more knowing of it in this in this film. But that belittling of people from rural isolated locations and the assumption that they're sort of ill-educated ill-informed and malleable easy to manipulate Mm. um which again the beast does tap into i think in a much more nuanced manner and we'll get into that later but yeah another interesting film that does that and it's you know it is a great movie a great film about the, the south and north divide the environmental element yeah, civil, great film. Uh, the Civil Dispute, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. And well-acted, and obviously Borman will give you great action sequences as well. Yeah. With the... um, oh, the Rapids. The Rapids, oh, that, yeah. That's great, yeah. That's yeah. great. Should we... Uh,
1: it's a film you mentioned earlier, which I would not not have considered at all in this realm, but I don't know if you wanted to briefly touch on Team America. <laughs> <laughs> Stay, Staying with America. Yeah, 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 whilst we're here. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I don't know why it sort of popped up. I mean... I think we were we were sort of discussing films that explore the portrayal of culture yeah from a western perspective and I think yeah. weirdly this team america is quite good at that I'm not saying this film doesn't have its questionable elements yeah um but I think the way in which the film portrays for example, the Middle East, mm. uh, North Korea, yeah, yeah, is a sort of comment on the way American or indeed Western culture portrays the Middle East or North Korea. It's that sort of framework of assumptions that mm. helps to justify a lot of the. More nefarious and and dodgier stuff that the that the West has done in those areas. Yeah, yeah, completely. or or not just not just necessarily in the way of painting someone in the bad light, but actually military action and involvement, the act of war. You know, it, it almost helps to sort of soften the blow of a an engagement thousands of miles away. You know, yeah. outside our mind. I just thought that was a really interesting point. I mean, and I think that's something that that Trey Parker and Matt Stone are keenly aware of. In oh, completely. Way. I don't yeah. think they're just doing that to. To, to mock people. Yeah. It
1: explicitly. seems like a cheap laugh, doesn't it? At surface yeah. level,
0: it seems like a really cheap laugh. So yeah, expect, yeah.
1: But it's not at all. It's them being really self-reflective, reflexive, not, or in terms of like the the country that they grew up in and how that how how Americans see the world yeah, <laughs> based yeah. on never actually travelling. Yeah. And like something like only 20% of Americans have a passport apparently. Wow, okay. uh, or that was the case a couple of like 10 or 20 years ago. And yeah, so as a result, they've got a quite a narrow view of the rest of the world, and um, they do a really great job of kind of mocking that attitude, mm, right mm. down to the bit at the beginning where in it's Paris, that the um, the roads are paved with croissants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's just filled with that kind of stuff. It's, uh, it is. Yeah. And, the, and yeah, and the way also that America view themselves as well. Yeah. I mean, it's perhaps more explicit and overt than the other themes in the movie, but Yeah, you know that ties into the the intention of the film, and indeed, and you were saying earlier was possible reasons to why the film didn't really do that well in America.
1: Yeah, it didn't uh, didn't get very warmly received. I think a lot of people struggled to understand it, Uh, or at least it's sort of deeper. I say deeper; it's a strange term to use in the context of Team America, but (laughs) they struggled to understand that it was, uh, you know, satire. Yeah, Um, and whereas yeah, the rest of the world did, did amazingly. Like mm. it, it performed outstandingly well in the rest in the rest of the world.
0: Um, I've not seen it for a very long time. Mm. I'd like to sort of watch it now um, in the modern time with the, with a group of people and see how they <laughs> would view that as well. Because yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the relationship with that film would change over time. Mm. Yeah, um, because it feels as if I mean I wouldn't begrudge anyone for sort of maybe focusing on the the, the way that those portrayals are done necessarily. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, again, I'd just be interested to know what people thought. Definitely, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go, just a few films that sort of deal with some kind of conflict or the representation of conflict, either be that cultural or ideological. Lots of films. I didn't think we'd be able to have a podcast where we talk about the farewell. Team America. Team America. Yeah. In the same context. Yeah, yeah deliverance. You know, it's, Absolutely, it's, but, yeah. you know, it's the voice of cinema, We like to throw curveballs and surprises in here. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on to the beasts then. It was a film that, I mean, I really knew nothing about it, which I think it was the film's absolute benefit for me. Oh, was, yeah. yeah. Oh, my benefit as a, as a audience member. Mm. As I said in the last episode, it was literally just a trailer that came up and I thought, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, that really stood out amongst the other films. Not, you know, to lay into the other ones, but that one just really stood out. and um, And it absolutely delivered on that for me in terms of, hammering home really sort of prescient themes and ideas that dominate the world that we live in today. Ideological, intellectual, historical divide, cultural mm. divides. And yeah. the film handles all of it largely brilliantly. Yeah, yeah, completely. And I just think with a film that's so... with a, with a narrative that's so deceptively simple... Yeah. It manages to sort of thread all these ideas in. It sort of gives nuance to... Both sides of the argument. Yeah. Even if, spoilers, there is an act of violence which defines the film later on. But before that, you can sort of understand each and every person's sort of individual perspective. and.
1: Yeah, all all behaviour is sort of justified. Yeah. Every single piece of behaviour right up until the act is kind of justified. Mm. I mean, it's not nice. No. But it's not beyond the realms of what you would
0: consider doing if you were in their position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, so for context, uh for those who haven't seen it, if you haven't, I implore you to go and see it. I hope it'll be in a cinema near you. Yeah. It yeah. looks like to probably be a film that'll go on movie. so again if oh, you yeah, have yeah. Mubi, it'll be exactly. on there. But uh it's about a French couple, a well-educated couple. Yeah. I think uh the the Antoine the the, the husband is a, a teacher retired teacher yeah it was mentioned that he um, yeah he's had an education and he's kind of had a career in education yeah. as well so they you know they've moved out to this rural part of spain and have a farm and they practice um eco-friendly techniques it's an eco yeah. farm they're you know essentially hippies really aren't yeah, they like hippies. self-sufficient yeah hippies. they're not sort of yeah. explicit hippies and a sort of trustafarian hmm. sort of hippie that you know lives in a van and does spoken word poetry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But um, (laughs) they are people that, you know, they practice a lot of, yeah, like you say, Mm. self-sustaining. Their practice is all about being sustainable. Yeah, yeah. Their presence alone being foreigners, creates discontent within the local community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 you know, it's a part of Spain that was uh, famously a battleground for them and the French during the Napoleonic War. Yes. So there's this already this sort of... And that history has lingered. Mm. That animosity has lingered. Yeah, completely. Um, so that sets up one of the conflicts in the film. And then there's this looming... I think it's like the looming construction or the possible looming construction of... Wind turbines. Wind turbines yeah, in the yeah. local community, which would give... A lot of money to the local... or what what the local community thinks, a lot of money to them. Yes. Uh and the only people that are signed so everyone has to sign to agree, otherwise they can't do it. And the only people that are disagreeing yeah. are the eco the eco the eco warriors, yes. shall we say. <laughs> so again, that said seeds of discontent. Mm-hmm. Uh and the film really sort of t- kicks off from there and slowly drip feeds these these issues and these conflicts and these attitudes to a point where it becomes almost unbearable to watch and it's not yeah. explicitly tense in the sense that it's the stakes are particularly high in the yeah, film yeah yeah but it's just the the stifling intensity in which the characters address each other speak to each other mm. act with each other knowing that not just the grand hi- Sort of historical context, but the personal individual histories of each character yeah. really helps with that. Oh yeah, sorry, mate, I really definitely. went off on of one there. No,
1: mate, no, it was good. Yeah, I um, I feel like, felt like I handled uh, xenophobia yeah. quite quite well, and that was that was the kind of key for you as an audience member to follow the uh, Antoine and not the brothers. Mm. <laughs> right, that was just mm. like, okay, these guys, I mean. I'm not justifying that kind of language or behaviour at all, but they uh, at first they just seem like horrendous sort of bullies, right? Mm, and mm. and then, but what the film does is it gradually introduces their point of view slowly and subtly and not overbearingly to the to the point where you feel like you'd want to be on their side. Mm. But yeah, it, it does sort of bubble up to. You at least understanding where they're coming from, not to just you know not to justify the the xenophobic attitudes, mm. but definitely to um, understand where that their animosity comes from. Exactly. I think
0: you're right. I think mm. it explores the apparatus of xenophobia mm. in a meaningful way, which yeah. I think is something that needs to happen if we're going to address why this continues to happen. I yeah. Mean, at the end of the day, these people are alien to the landscape. Yeah. Yes, there's the historical context of the war, the Napoleonic War. But mm. really, I think what draws the animosity and draws xenophobia out is the way they conduct themselves on, on this patch of land, which is sacred to this community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all of this is happening in the backdrop of a community in decline as well. Mm. So the community, I think, was once like a really sort of you know populated farming area but just because of the sheer backbreaking nature of the work yeah and 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 the way in which you know the wider spanish community views rural life yeah it's almost it's pushing people away from that community yeah and yeah. a lot of and it, it sort of transpires in the film that in one of the few moments you really sort of feel for the the residents who are you know the arbiters of all of this xenophobia is when, they you know, one of them says, "Oh, you know, I get up at half five every morning. I'm yeah. I, I fucking knackered every day. My work is thankless." Yeah. You know, I when we go out into, you know, into towns and cities, people don't like us because yeah. we smell. Yeah. Um, and this money that we get from the wind farms, yeah, could actually have been enough to for us to do something else to move mm. away, to to. Working in a profession that is less back-breaking, yeah, less say, lonely as well. Yeah, man. less lonely, and and it adds that the idea in that even though the couple, so the couple are refusing to have the the wind farms built because you know their are ecological ramifications. That's yes. the suggestion, which is, is something yeah. that is very common, a very mm. common complaint about them. There's a not the energy they produce may be clean, but the way they do it and what happens, it's not as straightforward as that. There's a lot of noise
1: pollution with them. Yes, apparently that's the worst thing. Uh, this i'll talk about this a, more a little bit later on i've got a little segment oh, which i'm going to continue throughout the rest of the podcasts uh <laughs> it's uh, wind turbine research
0: okay well I, I, i'm i'm all for it oh, good <laughs> <laughs> it'll become uh, it'll become the staple it'll it dwarf everything else yeah yeah yeah
1: people will listen for the research yeah, yeah, which is yeah. why i want to leave it to the end yeah, yeah well, there you go yeah <laughs> but no yeah we you're right um, sorry to bit of a tangent no no there, but, yeah. i think no but
0: obviously the 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 eco warrior couple as we keep calling them, it's yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. sort of reductive to call them that, but <laughs> for the sake of brevity in the discussion, they have the wider, broader knowledge to understand why mm. this isn't a good idea. Yeah, no. However, the local community don't. No, have they the they're worn out, don't. They? And 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 they. It's not because they're stupid. It's just because yeah. they don't have access to the to the resources. Yep. Uh, or or their way of life just just sort of restricts them from you know having the even the inclination to want to know about things like that the, yeah. the, the impact on the natural world yeah you know, and it, and it's something that i think people seldom forget when speaking to people about things like this yeah that the individuals who live in this part of spain their work is hard and it's backbreaking and it's difficult yeah and you can understand you can understand that desire to escape to get yeah. away They're not going to give a shit if it doesn't. If the local bird population doesn't sort of (laughs) nest in a certain area, yeah, no. Because why would they? Because they, you know, their way of life. They've been conditioned by the the difficult nature of their life to think about themselves, and that isn't something that doesn't make them evil. No, it's just the circumstances of their existence. Yeah, man. Yeah, which the film explores. Brilliantly, I thought. Especially and in the, really the, turns the mm. really turns the perspective a bit because, like you say, at the start of the film, you're all with them yeah. and you think, yeah. But even then, there's little crumbs. The way he speaks to his mate, his next door neighbour, who's one of the few people in the community that's nice to him. Yeah, and yeah. It's almost like you know, you need to do this, you need to do that, you know. And yeah. it's sort of a bit like I know more. Mm. Which I think is such a reductive attitude if you want to inspire real change. Yeah, completely. Not that I've never, not i done anything like that. But <laughs> do you know what I mean?
1: It's, it's completely. Sort of... Yeah, yeah. I do think. I think it all comes to a head in in possibly one of the best scenes in the film, just uh, set in the bar, uh, nighttime, and he buys the two brothers who are the kind of primary instigators of all this turmoil. Buys him a drink and they just have this really long discussion about great why scene. they didn't sign. Such a good scene. Yeah. And there's a moment when he, he shouts at them, doesn't he? He says, like, yeah, the, yeah. these Norwegians who are going to build these wind farms, the only people, they're, they're acting in their own self interest. I wish you could understand that. And they don't care. they just like, mm. I had an idea that I was going to, like, me and my brother were going to do, like, buy a taxi yeah. and start this, like, still relatively simple, but developed life elsewhere and yeah. maybe they'd like maybe they'll marry and yeah, that is the moment where you kind of really feel for them. Mm. And uh definitely the best scene in the film. Uh in fact I'd say after that point there's a
0: small
1: I mean this is something you mentioned after seeing the film, there's a small kind of like steady
0: slight decline in yeah in nuance and quality. Yeah, yeah. So spoilers ahead. Major yeah. spoilers ahead. Mm. It comes to a head and Antoine is murdered. Yes. By these brothers. Mm. Um, I think I guess they're, you know, drunk on a cocktail of frustration about this you know, this life that they dream of being snatched from them yeah, by yeah. someone they perceive to be uncaring of the yeah. attitudes of the local community. Mm. Uh they murder him, they strangle him in the woods. Yeah. Uh guard dog ever, by the way. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> that guard dog. Dreadful. Just just bolts at any yeah, yeah. any kind of whistle. Yeah. It's just, I'm off, mate. I'm off, mate. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, yeah. There's um, a joke about that earlier in the film where he's like, Some guard dog you are. Yeah, yeah. They, it's quite I quite like that about yeah. it. It's almost <laughs> a slight bit of foreshadowing, comical foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> but um and obviously that is where your support for the, the brothers um ends really. Yeah, because yeah. I mean if anything it turns to, you know, violence, then it's Yeah. You know, no matter how legitimate your claims are for that money and then how deserving of empathy you are for your way of life Mm. goes out the window doesn't it yeah and i think the film it's the the rest of the film is about the wife sort of because she obviously before he's murdered she's like i want to leave she has doubts but then as after he dies it's like she wants to find the body the husband's body because she knows it's them that have done it but there's no way to prove it. And then it's about her etching out this life of quiet resistance against that family and staying there and saying, we're not going to build this, that's it. And she knows the brothers aren't going to touch her because they're not stupid, they're not that stupid. They know that that would blow the case wide open for them and they'd be fucked. Yeah, completely. So the film, it does, I wouldn't say... it sort of it dips, and then it sort of stays at a level that's not as compelling as the rest of the movie. I think the final act.
1: Yeah, I agree. I feel like it turns into a different film. It becomes a bit more of a sort of straightforward thriller after yeah, that. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Uh, about her trying to kind of prove that that it was them that killed her, mm. and uh, there's a bit at the end where again, big big old spoilers like. There's like an SD card <laughs> uh, which yeah. has
0: the footage because this guy carries a camera everywhere he goes, which is he's... a part of the reason why mm. there's so there's so much animosity, isn't there, towards yeah, him yeah, because he right, yeah. Antoine uses a camera as almost like a, a defense mechanism to, mm. to basically say like if you keep this going, I'm going to keep filming it all and build like a sort of video dossier <laughs> yeah. that I'm going to give to the police, which will then um, you know get you. Put in prison or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But even the, you know, it doesn't work for the police, does it? And it's interesting, no. but carry on anyway. No, so. yeah, no. It's just,
1: it's weird how that never resolves. No. You never get. I, I always thought there must be a reason, because there's a clear moment right before he gets killed where he kind of hides a camera under some yeah, yeah. leaves. And I'm just like, okay, that's going to play into the plot. And I really don't know why they didn't. They just sort of wish it away at the end. They're like, yeah, um, I suppose it leads them to the body, doesn't it? Yeah. But that you never there's no real reason why he had to film any of that because it means nothing to the context of the plot <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean you know in the in the interest of realism yeah it completely works oh uh, you know if an sd car that gets rained on let me tell you yeah it's not gonna work yeah yeah yeah, that's <laughs> but, true yeah, yeah interesting but yeah I, there's a family dynamic between um mother and daughter that kind of i guess takes center
0: stage towards the the end
1: and there are some really good moments, like the bit where they go and buy, they go and take the rest of the lambs. Yeah, away. because
0: yeah, the, the the brothers are obviously still present, mm. and they see her with her daughter, and you know, her daughter's you know quite an attractive young lady. Yeah, and and yeah. they, yeah, they sort of fly around her a little bit, don't they? Get a bit the, lechy, a bit and, menacing. And, yeah, yeah, and I think that generates some of the previous tension, the previous themes, ideas from the film. Mm. But I just think the film never really gets back to the level it it sort of establishes so well yeah um you know before before the 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 incident the murder but no i i think it's absolutely fantastic and i think there's a there's a wider you know i think it's a film that has like a wider appeal in the sense of understanding it not to sound trite but others other people and understanding where their frustrations and biases might come from it yeah. might not just be as overt as disliking someone for, because you're from a different part it might be they've been manipulated to think so or maybe they have a you know what they perceive as a genuine reason
1: mm.
0: I mean it's easy for me to say that I guess but as someone that's never had to really endure it so but I think there's there's at least a sort of an attempt by the film to try and encourage a deeper more nuanced understanding of what divides people Yeah, and that yeah. can be different um, yeah. depending on the people involved in the location and the setting of that divide Yeah, um, but I think that the film is clearly sort of channeling some of that uh, energy from the real world divisions, which you know plague pretty much every country. Oh yeah, especially yeah. you know if you think about Europe. To keep it in Europe, as the film is European, there, there yeah, are many yeah. right. And I oh, think, oh god, yeah. So yeah. it's um, really interesting, a really interesting way to approach it. And I think again, I just liked that the film, it, the way it handled perspective and the belief systems within each each perspective. Yeah, it didn't necessarily leave anyone with like. You know the sunlight shining out of their ass. No, no. But it didn't also demonise them to the point of their point of view being, yeah, you know, unimportant. Moot. Yeah, yeah. It's the people not. themselves that do that by murdering him that, that, that sort of takes away the credibility of their point of view. Yeah, yeah. Based on a real story.
1: I did briefly, yeah. I didn't
0: know, uh, yeah. how how real that was. But was it uh, surrounding a murder? Was it? yeah, surrounding. A, I think the the murder in question was a Dutch fella, right? Okay, uh, I, I didn't probably would have helped to read more about it. <laughs> but he was shot by oh, right, two okay. one a brother, a brother of which because there's a brother in the film that has um, a brain injury. He's yes. still sort of living with a brain injury he has with a, after an altercation with a horse because they work a lot with horses, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And at the Start of the Cassius. film. There's that really sort of harrowing sequence of them wrestling with a horse to kill this horse i i did yeah and I, that's like again about those archaic practices that mm, people and you know, that people still do yeah. from our perspective it was horrifying you know but for them it's daily work completely you know? yeah yeah and that's something you know when it comes to that kind of violence towards animals i think a lot of people really struggle to even consider the historical or cultural yeah reasoning I'll, for that completely. which again I, I don't necessarily blame people for but yeah, wouldn't begrudge you. Hell, yeah, to, to kind it sets the tone of the film so well about I, this idea about how you can be so appalled by something that is so important to a community. You know, completely. Yeah, I was gonna, I
1: was literally gonna ask you about that opening mm. scene because I was initially quite confused by it as to its placement and what it all meant. Mm. But that makes complete sense. The idea, I don't know, I my taking from it was that he got the brain injury from that specific moment. Oh, okay, because there is a bit where he, um, they mentioned that. He's the injury is a result of uh, a horse. Yeah. I don't know, it, it might have been completely dangerous animals, horses completely, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a really interesting <laughs> way to look at it, actually. That, yeah, yeah, the idea that it the film opens with something so what we would consider to be so horrific and barbaric, yeah, 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 and yeah. Yet, like may at that point in time have been essential to them, mm. yeah, yeah. I've got, okay, I've got some stuff here about it, so it's effectively It's about, uh. <laughs> yeah, so there's a chap called uh, Martin Verfonden. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. So yeah, he was killed by his neighbour in 2010, and his wow, widow okay. still lives in their house. Uh, so she's got sheep. Sixty nine year old woman. She's now become like the last inhabitant of the locality. So presumably, through whatever means, the rest of the uh, community is left. Fucking hell. So um, wow. And uh, yeah, it's again. I think they were more. There's a picture of them next to like a van that looks a lot uh, like, like like what we were saying before about that, that kind of hippie culture. Yeah. So yeah. it may be that the the attitudes towards them were you know, turned quite hostile based on their
0: lifestyle and how it didn't maybe fit okay. in with the. I seem to remember there's a disagreement about wood. I really... I mean, I, I, fucking hell, this is, this is, it's a good job this isn't a true crime podcast, isn't it? Because this would be fucking shit. We could I'd barely be, do a film podcast. Oh, mate, I'm awful at, yeah. <laughs>
1: explaining that kind of stuff, yeah. Subscribe to continue reading, unfortunately. <laughs> That's where yeah, my research ends. Maybe, you, yeah,
0: go and research it yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, but because um, we were, obviously. <laughs> uh, no, it's it. I think having that element of realism helps the film as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, because it's drawing from a real, you know, a real case a real incident, of the, yeah. a real incident, a real case of division. I mean, it might not have been again the primary instigator, but I think that fear of the other, the alien, is definitely like a foundational mm. element to any kind of disagreement. I think if yeah. if you're in a, you know, and it speaks as well to the the nature of. I guess sort of engaging or living amongst another culture as yeah, well. Like yeah. how... I never have done. <laughs> you know, I'm a real home bird, you know. <laughs> oh, man, I, no, me too. Um, but it's, you know, the idea of living amongst people that have a very different way of life and different ways of handling things and mm. dealing with things and how they approach you and speak to you and how you speak to them. I, I just think it's a real fascinating mediation on that. It's interesting that she stayed there. She's the last person. Yeah, I so didn't She's the last think... person in that area. It's not even... Native to the area, yeah, no, and it's just, just fascinating in itself.
1: Com- yeah, completely. It reminds me, actually, reading reading about that briefly. Have you heard of uh, sort of this sort of uncontacted tribe called Sentinelese? Have you heard about? Is this? that the
0: one the famous picture of them throwing spears at the helicopter? Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, a fair few times, sort of Christian mission- missionaries have gone to the island to try and convert them to Christianity. Fucking hell! I mean, you can imagine what happened yeah you know this uncontacted and they sort of um, the, the government of India say uh, like patrol the area with the intention of blocking people from going to oh, okay yeah, uh, yeah. North, yeah North Central Island I think it's called and yeah it just brought about you know the idea that some some cultures are are better left completely untouched and completely alone mm. to their own devices like, apparently they don't even that there's no um, real evidence that they ever made fire People and and they just see the the kind of outside world as nothing but invaders. Like you know, why why wouldn't you though, right? You yeah, know, especially if you're talking about
0: a fucking helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> you've exactly. got to the stage you've invented fire yet. Yeah, discovered fire, should I say? <laughs> yeah. And there's a helicopter roaring over you. I don't blame them for <laughs> lobbing spears at it, really. Absolutely not.
1: No, um, yeah. it's bizarre, but yeah, no, bit slight segue, but just interesting, just in the in the sense that uh, sometimes cultures just can't. You just don't clash with them at all. <laughs> they don't, they're they unclashable. They'll just yeah. kill you. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: And crazy. also the historical element as well. I mean, if you think about, you know, obviously being European, you know, you're you, there's a good chance that you're from a country that at some point controlled land far away from... Yeah, I mean... You know, far away from where, where, you know, from the motherland, as it were. Yeah. And I think that, again, is another fascinating area of, you know, how that history plays a huge role in the way that people interact with each other and, and how they... Yeah, the attitudes towards... Attitudes towards, towards yeah. behaviours and cultural norms and... Mm. Yeah. I'm, so. So,
1: you know, I'm sometimes baffled by how warmly welcomed Britons are to, like... <laughs> considering <laughs> our kind of massive colonial background yeah like, yeah why are you being so nice to us why when we go to your airport is our language all over the airport? yeah I'm yeah like, that's <laughs> true yeah I do think yeah that's a good Just point strange yeah. isn't yeah, it I like, thought that. yeah you'd think that kind of they want to reclaim a sort of sense of independence but yeah, it doesn't um, fuck off yeah man which they have every right to do yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah anyway time for wind turbine research uh,
0: yes Just quickly go on uh, yeah <laughs> hit it up. So, uh, so because there's not a lot of um VFX work in this film no you've I've, got to you've, you've got, a default or got to default yeah, to something branch yeah. out to go wind
1: on. turbines I'm fascinated by wind turbines I think they look I actually would sign that if I was there I love the look of them I don't know why uh, um, they sound horrendous like if you go up close to one it's fucking yeah. loud uh, as there's a scene in the film actually where he does go goes up to one, one. Yeah. That's horrible humming. They are horrible. Yeah, yeah, it sounds hideous. Apparently yeah. it's the it's a really low frequency noise which is linked to things like depression and stuff. <laughs> Unconfirmed, like that that's maybe pseudoscience, but uh I mean, <laughs> no smoke without fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: true, yeah. There's a de- there's a depressed, like, robins flying around. Yeah, yeah. The robins are fucked off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, overall,
1: using wind to produce energy it has fewer effects on the environment than many other energy sources. Uh, and they do not require water for cooling, either. So, there you there go. go. Um, quickly, VFX talk. <laughs> I'm sorry about this. This is a bit of a yeah, big old tangent. It's Not quite as, um, I guess, developed as what we were talking about before. But uh, there's a you see some footage from the camera oh, yeah. in the film. Looked the camera up. Uh, there's uh, an artifact in the in the footage known as combing, which is when an interlaced <laughs> video format yeah. gets converted to a progressive format. interlaces is like kind of basically blending footage, and you get these these weird lines. Oh yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know if you remember seeing those lines. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the camera in question uh, shoots progressive footage natively, so that was wrong. shit. Yeah. Shit. One out of five stars. Yeah, wank, yeah, <laughs> Don't go and see it. <laughs> yeah,
0: Soragoyan, mate, you're, you're a hack. You know, Unbelievable. Yeah, dreadful. Yeah, yeah. You know. Ah, oh, you can't, yeah. you know. I don't want else to say, I'm lost for words.
1: Yeah, no, I thought I'd I I'd sort of have, I'm going to have. I'd be... Should we delete... large
0: portions of this episode and just focus on the negative. Based on that That bombshell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And his mistreatment of wind turbines. (laughs) Anyway. Well, I think that seems like a fitting point to end it there. I think so. On that bombshell. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. uh, Really enjoyed it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, yeah, excellent. Really implore people to check this film out.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, me too. Don't be put off by, I mean, if you're maybe not as inclined to watch world cinema if you, you maybe enjoy things a little bit more on your home turf like don't be put off by the films i guess weighty issues because it is it's a tough watch but it's not like it is rewarding as well at the same time yeah
0: i think whilst the themes of the film well you know whilst the themes of the film are tied deeply into two cultures of which obviously we have no knowledge of or understanding of or indeed mm. the the locate the location mm. um, there's a universal nature to the themes about the way that the way that divides exist and how they happen and the the apparatus of that divide and i think that's definitely something you can extrapolate from from the film and Mm. as we said earlier dump anywhere in europe (laughs) or any part of the world where yeah divide is rife um yeah, so. And the best films do that, don't they?
1: Yeah, man, yeah, definitely. I uh I feel like also if nothing else, watch it for the tension as well. It's just mm. not easily generated tension. It's like quite tough No, I was to get quite wet. I was quite yeah. I was quite
0: surprised actually by that. It's mm. a little yeah, a little tidbit before the end. But yeah, I was it was note my heart rate Increase, was noticeable. Yeah, And I'm yeah. an anxious person with a dodgy heart anyway, so my heart rate's always... <laughs> I'm always worrying about my heart, but, oh, man. you know, when am watching a film, that's usually when I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was
1: noticeable. Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: which is something that doesn't happen very often in the cinema anymore.
1: It hasn't happened to me since Uncut Gems, actually. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: That's, that is a fair, is, uh, fair shout. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Cool. Right.
1: Great. Questing the Cinematic
0: well, there we go, then. Great to... Uh, Bust our world cinema virginity. Yeah, yeah. I what? think um, bizarre that we left it so long. I think. Uh, yeah,
1: like, I assumed we'd done one.
0: Yeah, yeah. When you said we hadn't, I
1: was like, oh, no, yeah, we have. Oh no, wait, no, we have all been English language Ant-Man. movies. Yeah, yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp:
0: Quantumania. I'm fairly sure that was exclusively in English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, next week, uh, we're at a crossroads. Mm. So we're either going to be doing Mia Hansen loves one fine morning. Yep. Big fan of her work, so I'd be really excited to talk about that. A big Lea Seydoux fan as well. She's, oh, she's, oh, she's in in apparently England. excellent. she in The Bourne Identity?
1: No, wait, that's someone else.
0: No, I don't think she is. She's in. Uh, she's uh, James Bond. She's the love interest of Right, James
1: sorry, Bond. yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, <laughs>
0: easy mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So similar. <laughs> so that's the, the, the first option. Yep. Uh, st- staying with world cinema. I don't know, I sort of feel energised by that discussion. Not that oh, yeah, I've not yeah, felt yeah. energised before. No, um, yeah. But it's just it's so much more to mine, I think, sometimes. I think... <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, Which, I, I, that's, at the expense of sounding pompous, it just, I don't know, it just sort of is the way... That's the way it is.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I, d- I feel like, without trying to shit all over blockbusters, if you see too many in a row, they really start to meld together. Yeah, 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 they, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that's... That's a much better way of saying it. Yeah. I just think, yeah, it's nice. It's refreshing if you're that way inclined to uh, to go and watch something a bit, bit different, a bit difficult. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, And, yeah, you can kind of find enjoyment in in that as well. Yeah. There you go.
0: Agreed. Uh, So, yeah, One Fine Morning is option A. Option B is bloke exploitation. Yeah. Still working out the kinks with that one. Of course, uh, Cinemaster Alfie Martin will be in the house for that. Absolutely. Um, so we need to organise the logistics of that, hopefully. That'll be, if not this week, definitely next week, I would assume.
1: Yeah, yeah, in, in, in the coming weeks, for sure. And then um, it couldn't
0: be any more of a severe contrast to One Fine Morning. I'm trying to look at the plot of One Fine Morning, and exploitation is, you know, footy films, <laughs> footy violence, yeah, Rise yeah. of the Foot Soldier. There's no
1: heists. Where are all the heists? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, so... Um, We'll leave it, leave this week on a cliffhanger then, and you'll have to just make do with what we give you. Oh, so oh, fuck yourselves. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. We love you. Please don't go. Um, have a lovely week, and we'll yes. see you in the next one. See you in the next one. Cheers. Bye.